BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Right Now-ish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Today, we're talking about portrait photos and urban landscapes and the importance of documenting community. Specifically, we're discussing images of folks from Oakland, culture keepers, if you will, people who've been putting in work. Photographer Scott LaRockwell has been doing a project called Town Folk for roughly two years. He's captured the likes of historian Lee Cherry, who went to school with Huey P. Newton, and Leon D. Nass Sykes, who I went to youth media classes with. There's socialites like Shayla Bang and Dage. There's rapper and entrepreneur Mr. Fab rocking his dope era clothing while being photographed in a blue Mustang on his home turf in North Oakland. There's a quote about the strength of the Chicano and Black cultures in the Fruitvale neighborhood from a well-known artist and activist by the name of Faviana, pictured having a joyous moment as she smokes a joint. There's images of Nicole Lee and Shanaka Hodge and Falcon Dave. Scott has covered a lot of ground since I first talked to him 18 months ago, back when he was just getting started on this town folk project. And this past summer, in the midst of monumental societal shifts, Almost a dozen of Scott's portraits were mounted prominently on the side of a building on 13th and Broadway, smack dab in the center of downtown Oakland. In this episode, we discuss the importance of seeing the faces of the town's people, especially right now. And we talk about the origins of this project by revisiting a conversation between Scott and I from spring of 2019. Hold tight, we'll get that to you. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Now-ish, and more all tell the stories of The Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. So this part of Oakland, it definitely speaks back to my roots roots, like early roots. Like when I first moved out here from Ohio when I was like three years old, my mom worked right across the street 
they operated out of the majority of the upper part of the building, which gave me free reign to hang out on the patios, on the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the bird sanctuary kind of house thing down here. Uh, my sister got bit by a goose. Pelican, pelican, got bit by a pelican. <laughs> Scott has arrived. How you doing, man? Good. Yeah. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. I think we'll do two shots here. We'll have one of you just sitting on the steps. You know, when you're young and you're growing up, you always gravitate towards the largest city near you. Oakland was the largest city. It's the magnet for Richmond, Vallejo, East Palo Alto, Pittsburgh, like any city that had people of color, working class people. You know, it just it influenced my life so much and I've lived here off and on for the last 20 years since I was 18. So I needed a way to give back and I have so many friends who are Oakland natives and the city is changing now so much that I don't want the people I care about stories to disappear. What's the end goal? As far as interviews, I said for this year, I wanna get 100 people. I think I'll be able to easily hit that mark. The next part is to begin doing large scale black and white portraits from the photographs that I've made of individuals from Oakland in Oakland. So, you know, like 30 feet black and white portrait of somebody like Lee Cherry, you know, who is a multi-generational West Oakland resident. So that's the next part of the project is to give visual presence to Oakland natives in a city that is constantly changing. And I mean, you kind of hinted at it, not necessarily explicitly saying it, but what is your mission as an artist, as a photographer? Ooh, uh, stories. Like, I really enjoy getting photos of people that tell stories and then I love finding myself in places taking photographs where people are like, how the hell did you get that? Like, you know, whether it's like a photo of the Bay Bridge I'm, I'm through the Bay Bridge or like mm -hmm. uh, Hell's Angels funeral. I just love finding stories and little niches in people's lives to share with people. What do you don't like about the changes that are occurring in Oakland? There are some good things happening. Like it's great in terms of seeing homicide rate go down. It's great in terms of seeing more resources come to the town. What I don't like about that is not everybody is benefiting from it, not, especially not the people who lived here in 2008 when the real estate crisis happened, not people who lived here 2001 when everything was falling apart in terms of the schools and right before the police went under a federal monitor. It's frustrating to see Oakland be on the incline while everybody can't enjoy the ride, you know, especially the people who are here during the downtimes. Be easy. Thank you. Thank you for making this happen. Good luck with the project. Appreciate you. That conversation happened in spring of 2019. That's pre-COVID, before shelter in place, prior to nationwide protests of police brutality. Protests that caused many businesses in downtown Oakland to use plywood and art to protect their storefronts and offices. In the sea of what will become an open-air art gallery with murals and paintings just dripping off the walls of downtown, Scott found a place to display some of his photos. I recently talked to him about how it all came to be. What have you been doing over this past six months of shelter in place? A lot of downtime, for sure. The market has slowed up a lot, especially because of all the social distancing. But I have been fortunate enough to do a good amount of work for two clients, World Central Kitchen, which is a nonprofit run by Chef Jose Andreas. They've been helping to keep over 200 restaurants in Oakland open 
through receiving funding from another large nonprofit started by Steph and Aisha Curry called Eat, Learn, Play. So I've been focusing a good amount of my time and energy into documenting those stories of the restaurant owners, the people involved in the restaurants, and um, getting food out to the people in need. How does that feel to be supporting businesses at a time where they need it the most? I think that's the best kind of work that you can do when you do work for other people. I don't think as a business person you're ever going to lose by supporting your community. I think the more that you give to your community and generate resources and opportunities for your community and become a solutions provider for your community, the better off you are and the better off we all are. And then working on next moves for town folk. So so there's some, some good stuff going on in there as well. You haven't been completely laying low, man. That town folk project is on the <laughs> side of a building on 13th and Broadway in the heart of downtown. <laughs> how does that how does that feel to have your photos live and direct in the heart of the town? It was great, man. It was a great experience to see the photos that we've been taking and the work up in the actual community. And then I didn't tell anybody that it was up because Oakland's small. It's a city, but it feels more like a village, right? Man, before I know it, people were just like, oh, my photo is on 13th and downtown. I'm on Broadway. Like, so it was really cool. It was really cool to see kind of a surprise reaction from everybody and in a positive way. And so so that felt felt really, really, really good to see the work out there and to see the people who have like graced me with their time and energy and all that for the interviews to be representative of the community, excited to see their photos. Yeah, it's no it's not a small deal at all, man. And like what I'm not good at dimensions. What size are the actual prints? Somewhere in the neighborhood of three to four feet in height by two to three feet in width. Yeah. Yeah, you can see them from across the street. Definitely. Clear as day, yes. It was it was really uh, pleasurable to see Mr. Cherry go, go down there and take photos in front of himself. He got decades of experience in Oakland, and he's a historian. And so for him to be recognized in public, for me, it, it brought about a sense of familiarity, man, where it's like downtown is changing so much with, you know, businesses shuttering and literally the streets being repaved and changed and just looks different. It feels different. So for me to go down there and I see Leon D. Nass, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, that's my partner since I was 15 years old. I feel like before Oakland saw this huge economic growth, the uh, emotion that you're conveying is really what you would feel when you were in and out of Oakland. Like, I feel like there were so many community ties and connections, the sense of recognition of neighbors from different areas and people who were representative for different areas. So, you know, if you went to a certain area of Oakland, it more had, had more of a small town feel and you would just, you knew you're going to cross paths with certain individuals. So I'm happy that or at least I hope that the photos are bringing some type of feeling a connection. Scott LaRockwell, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for your time and for your work. Scott tells me that there's a City Hall Performance Art Project in the works, and he's currently offering a couple of free remote classes for those who are interested. To keep up with all that Scott has going on and to check out some of his photos, go to Rockwell Creative on Instagram. One Time for Right Now is producers Ashley Ann Krigbaum and Asala Sanapur. Our production team is Jessica Plachik, Kiana Mogadum, and Rob Spate. Our engagement team is Lena Blanco, Sarah Pineda, and Vita Kong. The higher-ups at KQED are Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kern. And one last thing, I need a favor. It's for you, listeners out there, to take a KQED audience survey so we can learn more about you and what you want to hear from us. 
Check it out at kqed.org slash podcast survey. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thank you for listening to Right Nowish. Peace. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.